Simplified Chaos, Episode 50. Life is beautiful and full of chaos. And it can get slightly out of hand if that shit's not tamed. We're here to share how to simplify the little things to help you lead a more intentional life. This is Simplified Chaos. Hey, wonderful friends. Welcome to another episode of Simplified Chaos. This is Jillian, one of your hosts, and I'm with my co-host and handsome husband, Nicholas. What's going on, folks? We did it. 50 episodes. Looks like we made it. Somewhat. We're almost at a full year, and today we're hitting episode 50. Crazy. It's crazy. It's hard to believe that we got this far. And just like episode 25, we're going to do... Another Ask Us Anything 2.0. <laughs> I was like, how do we do that? Or Roman, redo. Roman numeral 2? I don't know. 2.0. All right. 2.0. I dig yeah. it. <laughs> so yeah. And then we'll figure out the next time we do this. I don't know if we want to celebrate a 75th <laughs> one or do we just want to wait until we hit the century mark? Dang. I know. I don't know. It's going to be another year. We'll figure it out. Yeah. So anyways, as we just spilled the beans, this is going to be another Ask Us Anything episode. But before we dive into that, Jilly, what are you grateful for this 50th episode? Today I am... I'm just going to keep saying 50. (laughs) 50 cent. I'm done. Are you done? Yeah. Go ahead. What are you grateful for? I was going to say I'm grateful for you, but if you're going to obnoxiously say 50 the whole episode, I think I'm going to take it back. No, no, no. Go ahead. (laughs) I'd like to hear this. I am grateful for you, honey. I'm Be- grateful for you too, dear. Because I think you've said it before, you are the best partner to be with, to travel with, and we had a really rad getaway yeah. to Charleston, South Carolina, just you and me, mano y mano. Yeah. Took a short flight. A very short flight. One of the shortest we've probably ever taken. <laughs> Stayed in the cutest little Airbnb. A little bungalow. It was a little studio bungalow yeah. and recreated just, our honeymoon. You're just so fucking awesome to be around. You are too, babe. Like you said, you are my best travel companion. Wouldn't rather travel with anybody else. So yeah, let's get sappy. And I, I just think we complement each other so well yeah. where I do one thing, you do another, and we just kind of seesaw back and forth and play tag, so to speak. And we do it effortlessly, but there's some work in the yeah. In, in the background too, but I just think that you make marriage easy hard work. I don't know if that makes sense. Hard easy work. <laughs> yeah. Easy hard work. <laughs> like it's work, but it's like it just seems It's effortless. It's with ease with you. It just feels right. So, I, I love you a lot. I love you too, I'm baby. I'm very grateful for you. So, all right. Now I'm going to switch my gra- gratitude and I'm grateful for you too. Oh, don't switch it for me. Well, I want to now because I I just thought of something about our trip, which was really awesome. And God must work in mysterious ways sometimes because the Ravens were playing the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday in the middle of our vacation. Jill is not the biggest football fan in the world. She can tolerate it, but it's not something that she's like rabid about and needs to watch football every Sunday. No. And luckily, by the grace of God... It rained from like 12.30 to about 4 o'clock, which is exactly the time that the Ravens were playing the 49ers. That was pretty It's kind of divine intervention that happened there. 
but we found it on our TV in our little bungalow. So we just kind of had a little cozy afternoon watching the game. And wouldn't you know it, after the Ravens beat the 49ers by a last-second field goal by Justin Tucker, the sun came out in Charleston, and we got to continue to enjoy our vacation. So I am grateful for you for putting up with me for that four-hour period of time when I was in football land, and it was awesome. It worked out in my favor because I really didn't want to be in a bar for four hours, so I'm grateful that our little bungalow actually had a TV and we could actually watch. We were going to have a little adversity there on our vacation, but it ended up working yeah. out the way that it should have. We, you, we must be putting out some good energy to, into the universe because the universe vibes. just said, "Hey, we're going to give you this, and you deserve it." Yeah. <laughs> you know, my gratitude was going to be, uh, and it has to do with traveling anyway. But it was going to be the discount program that we get at work for just you know whatever. You can go on this website and you get stupid discounts. Well. We got a nice little discount on our rental car for our trip coming up to California, where we will be doing an interview with somebody that will be aired on this podcast. And if you didn't hear about our plans for 2020, check out our last episode because we've got some interesting things in the work for you folks. So pumped. Yes. So So that was my shameless plug. And that's how I was going to use the gratitude segment to plug last episode. You see what I did there? Stop plugging. I'm, I'm, I'm Unplug. unplugging. Unplug. Unplugging. <laughs> All right, folks. So here we go. Another Ask Us Anything episode. Jilly's got a bunch of questions, and we're going to answer them for you. I do. So thank you, everybody who gave us a question. Yeah. We hope that uh, we're covering everybody. We got some juicy questions that Ooh. may take us longer than usual juice. to answer. So, but Let's yeah, getting some juice. Jill. I'm excited to share a little bit about us and what the what our listeners want to know about. So, anyway, our first question is: What are you drinking tonight? <laughs> a gold rush. That I is, have the Boulevardier. That is not the question. <laughs> oh man, our first question is about marriage. All right. One of our listeners wanted to know, how do you maintain a good and healthy marriage with having a kid, too? Lots of sex. Lots and lots Lots of of sex. Lots of sex, because we have so much time for that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if y'all didn't know, I think we talked about this on our, um, was it our sex podcast? Yeah, probably. Yeah. We we do make it a priority that on hump day, which is Wednesday. Yeah. We have sex. I mean, it's... We make sure that it's once a week. It breaks up um, the week nicely. So it's really crazy because all of the reasons I wrote why I think we are maintaining an awesome marriage, I think we had an episode about each of them. So one of the things I said was making sure we have time together and time apart. Yes. Yeah, no, those are two key factors. Like this weekend was the first time we had time away from Lucille for more than one night. It was for three nights and four full days. Yeah. And it was great for us to kind of, like I said, it was like a second honeymoon. Mm-hmm. You know, it's our first honeymoon, like really after Lucille was born, if you kind of think of it that way. Mm. But then we also have our time apart, which is nice as well. Yeah, we kind of gamified um, our recent trip because on our original honeymoon, I was like, we're having sex every day of our honeymoon. Yep. So... For 10 days straight in Maui, <laughs> yeah, we rocked it. Sometimes more than once a day. Yes. And uh, so this was only like four days, but we managed to uh, do pretty well. We accomplished what we set out to do. We did. It was yes. fun. Um, so another thing I had is just being able to have date nights. 
I consistently. Love yes. Just making time to just communicate with each other, even if it's at home and it's Lucille's in bed. We make it work. If we yeah. don't have a babysitter or don't have a family member who's able to watch Lucille, you know, we order takeout, we make pizza, we make chicken tenders, and with tots, with tots, gotta have the tots. Nicholas crafts up some cocktails, and uh, we put Lucille to bed, and we kind of just bond and hang out yeah. and reconnect. And, and that's the the thing about date night, which was I really enjoyed doing that episode because it kind of you know we open the doors like you know we don't have to go out, mm-hmm. you know we can stay here and. Yeah, Lucille goes to bed seven thirty, eight o'clock. You have a little grown up time, you know, between eight and eight thirty when you go to bed. I'm kidding. You didn't get the joke. <laughs> I didn't. I'm <laughs> but sorry, no, I'm in the yeah, zone. <laughs> it's all good. But yeah, no, it's date nights are essential. Something else I had on here was just self care, like being able to do what we need to do for ourselves mm-hmm. in order to make sure that we're feeling our best so that when we are together we're like rocking and rolling. And I know we podcasted about that and how our self-care, I think sometimes we think of self-care as a specific thing, but we kind of look at self-care as anything we do that is making, like filling our bucket, so to say. I mean, Um, it can be something very trivial, like getting a haircut or enjoying a nice cup of coffee or even crafting a really delicious cocktail. For sure. Is self-care. But then, you know, there are certain other things where, you know, it takes some planning and, you know, it's a retreat. Like you're getting ready to go to a conference in February for for teaching. And that's not necessarily self-care, but that's some time apart. But I mean, it's something that you're really interested in as well. So, you know, there's there's things that take planning, but then there's things where it could be something you do every day, just something really minor. You might think it's trivial, but, you know, it's really actually helping, you know, your your mental well-being. Well, yeah. And um, on our I forgot what episode it was, but I talked about our values. I think it had to do with our calendar, simplifying our Mm -hmm. calendar. Yeah. I talked about how I wanted to add growth to what we value. And I love that you support me with my whatever I want to grow in. And I told you, like, I really want to grow a little bit more in teaching and I want to motivate myself again in that profession because it can be a profession where, you know, you just hear a lot of complaining and just a negative atmosphere. And I just want to be reinvigorated because I love teaching. So I was like, I want to do this. I want to go by myself. And you're like, that's awesome. Like, yeah, I got it. Yeah. You do you get your growth on. And, you know, when we get back, it's, you know, I, we're I just stronger. We're, we are. Yeah. And I love that you support me through that. And I think it that goes to my next one I had on here, which was just treating our life like a business. Yeah, that's and, my favorite thing is we have to treat it like a business. And that forces us to communicate, to talk about our values, like mm-hmm. what we both want in life, and just to plan accordingly what's on our calendar. Is it lining up with where we want our life to go and the direction we're headed? So I think because yeah. we treat our life like a business, it really forces more intentionally us to get together and just communicate about finances and you know experiences mm-hmm. and what we want to do, what we plan on I don't know. What yeah, we, we're, I mean, we're getting ready to have our year-end meeting, so to say, if you want to call it that. But, you know, we're going to reflect on the things that went well this year, the things that we can do better this year. And then more importantly, you know, focus on growing next year. And, you know, part of that is growing this podcast and doing some interesting things. Listen to the last episode if you want to know <laughs> what's going on. Um, but, you know, it's it's we have financial goals that we want to reach. We have 
family goals that we want to have. We have vacation goals that we have. So we're, we're going to break it down and make sure that we can, you know, that A, that it's achievable and B, that we're able to do it and and put ourselves in a position to, to, to accomplish those yeah. goals. And I think all in all, it's all about just making sure that we are strong as individuals so that when we are together, we're mm-hmm. like on fire. Yeah. Like we're super ready to go with whatever that by ourselves we're great but when we're together it's like magic time fucking tripod <laughs> fucking tripod yeah um so that's that's all i had for that but i mean it's it sounds like a lot of simple steps but it's a lot of work but it is a lot of work and man, because there's a lot of moving pieces like again you, you know as you said we have to take care of ourselves then we take care of each other um and it's communication i, I think yeah. there, there there's not enough that can be said about communicating and saying what's on your mind your feelings and talking about finances and all that stuff like that's i think key for a solid relationship yeah and when i say it's hard work like it is hard work but i think when you find the right partner i think it just kind of comes effortlessly in a way and it just eases right along but i mean it uh, does take work and And it makes parenting that much easier too yes i was just gonna say if the stronger the marriage i feel like the stronger the parenting game is and Mm -hmm. We just really work as a team and we're on the same page because we talk about parenting and where how we want to raise Lucille. So yeah. I'm grateful. I'm just grateful for you. Yeah. And we just have to, you know, we talk the talk, but, you know, we walk the walk as well. Like, you know, we're making sure that we have time for each other. We're making sure we have enough time for her. And it's a balancing game. And, and some days are harder than others. Some weeks are harder than others. True. Um, but as long as we're we're open and communicating and you know if you feel like you're carrying too much of the load i you know i expect you to let me know um and i would do the same thing with you so i mean that's that's all it is is just really just being open about those kinds of things and understanding your partner and where they're coming from and figuring out how you can you know pitch in a little bit more or um you know how you can work together to to make things easier for sure i think just ebbing and flowing and you know, taking every season of life for what it is and knowing that mm-hmm. every season of life is going to be different. And again, it's, you know, I'm just asking questions and hopefully you're just giving me the answers of how you feel yeah. and what you need. And yeah, just being really, really radically honest with each other, I think is the key. But um, radical tubular, r- radical tubular. Yeah. All right. You ready for the next question? Let's do it. This question is I about. That was a good one. Good start, Jilly. Woohoo! This question is about our um, wardrobe. This is probably more aligned to me, but I'm, you can definitely put your two cents in because I'm sure. Oh, I will. You have some wisdom. I do. So don't buy shit. <laughs> this question was: With your wardrobe rule, do you tend to splurge on pieces that will last a long time, or typically bargains? And for anyone who doesn't know, I did develop this wardrobe rule. It's called mm-hmm. my one wardrobe rule. And it's just one rule that just kind of helped me simplify my wardrobe. And it is that anything I own or keep, it has to be 100% comfortable and 100% make me feel confident. Yes. And if it doesn't do 100% in any of those, like I kindly let it go. Um, because at this point of life, like I just want to look and feel good every fucking day. And I want to feel good every day. So... This kind of helped me just make that process a little bit easier to let clothing go, and it makes it a lot easier when I'm purchasing new items. So this is kind of weird. Um, I was looking at Google Memories yeah. in our photo app. Okay. And it shows you like 
three years ago, four years ago, five years ago. It's kind of like an Instagram thing that they've done with it. But instead of like within the last 24 hours, it's, you know, this day, five years ago, this day, yeah, like Jill was saying. So it's really cool. I like what they did. So I was looking at something from five years ago and we were on a trip, I think, in Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. Jim Thorpe, Mark (laughs) Everything I was wearing in that photo, I still own and I'm still wearing. Like my hat, my winter jacket, the jeans, the boots. Like everything I had on, I still wear. Yeah. And it kind of like wanted, like I felt really good seeing that. I'm like, damn, I must have really picked out some key pieces of wardrobe that I, that fit that rule because I haven't let it go and I'm still wearing them to this day. So I think for me, I tend to splurge on pieces that will last. Yeah. And I think we talked about this in. I think it may have been our wardrobe or our shopping episode, but I really don't even, I'm not even drawn to the sales anymore, like the sales section, because if I do go to the sales section because I see that sign, I'm really not sure if I'm buying it because I truly need it Mm -hmm. or because it's a good deal. Like really, I don't know. So I find that I only go shopping when I need something and this is going to sound really weird, and I think I said it on another episode, but I really like buying things full price because then I know for damn sure that I'm buying it because I really, truly need it or I'm going to use it. Right. Like, it just, what's the word? Um, oh, I can't think of the word. It just confirms that yeah, that's, that's really right, what I want. Right. If I'm paying full price, it's like, I really want this. Like, yeah. there's no question about it. But if it's on sale, it's like, well, maybe I'm buying it because it's 40% off. And I just thought about like my recent purchases. I think I've only had three recent purchases within the last six months, which mm-hmm. is, that speaks huge to me because before I would buy things very seasonally, a lot of things seasonally, because I'd go into Target all the time. Or Marshalls. But I think about, yeah, but I think about my recent purchases and I recently bought a hat on vacation and it wasn't on sale. And it wasn't Black Friday, even though we were there in Charleston on Black Friday. And we were actually really close in buying something. And then you were like, Jill, it's Black Friday. Are you buying things because it's Black Friday? Are you buying it because you like it? You kind of gave me that reminder, like, do you really want to do this? And I was like, no. That's yeah. It's crazy how quickly you get sucked in when you see... Sales. Sales, or yeah. 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 It's like something in the mind goes... I need to buy something now. So I recently bought a hat and it wasn't on Black Friday and it was full price and I love it and I use it. And the last thing I bought, I went to a thrift store and I bought a a new sweater for winter because I got rid of some. So I Mm -hmm. was like, replace one that I got rid of with a newly used one. And the last, another thing I bought was some high-waisted black jeans at Target and they were not on sale and they were full price. Mm -hmm. And that's how I knew. I must have really wanted it, and I've been wearing them almost every other day at work. So, yeah. So for me, it's more, it depends on the item and what it's going to be used for. So for like my casual wardrobe, I won't go as as expensive on those things. And, and I may look for a deal, but I'm not the person who's, you know, going out there and shopping just to shop and getting something because there's a deal. Like I'm getting something because I need it and I need to replace something. You know, it could be a sweater that, um, you know, it's just gotten really loose over the years and even washing it won't bring it back to its, you know, normal form. And, you know, I I get good use of it. I mean, I have 
sweaters in my drawer that I've had for five and six years now, and, and they're kind of at the end of life. But I also got them from Old Navy on sale, um, you know, probably half off because that's what Old Navy does. So for me, it's more like the perceived value of things. And so I'm willing to find a bargain, but I'm not just using that bargain just to, to buy something mindlessly. Like I have a purpose when I go out and, and buy clothes. So I'm more along the lines of the discount end, but I'm more conscious about what I'm buying. And, and I, like I said, I'm not just doing it to do it. So when it comes to the casual clothes, I'm looking for more of the deal. However, when it comes to like the clothes that I wear at work or work shoes, um, I'm willing to spend a little bit more because it's not going to get the wear and tear as the casual stuff because it, you know I'm in an office setting. Um, so I'll go a little bit more expensive on like a pair of dress shoes or a dress shirt or even um, some nice khakis or slacks or whatever um, that I'm wearing um, because I know I'll get really, really long use out of it. So to me, it, it's it's just a matter of what, what the... Uh, intention is for that piece of um, of my wardrobe, and then you know, again, seeking the the best offer. It's it's interesting because I don't trust myself with sales, but mm-hmm. you use sales so consciously. Like, right, you plan accordingly. Like, if I need this, I'm gonna wait, and I love that you do yeah. that. But it's like I can't do it because I don't trust myself. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm I don't know. It's a gift. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I just like that. But it's just, di- I've always been different. like that. I mean, yeah. when, when it comes to money, like, and, and particularly like when, even when I was a teenager, um, I was very careful what I spent my money on and really thought things through and second guessed myself. And if I did, wasn't 100% confident in it, then I didn't buy it. It's like my one rule wardrobe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Yes. Anything else on this one? No. That was another great question. So it was. So the next topic is about holidays. We have two questions about that. Ooh, this is the season. The first one is boundaries, especially around the holidays. Okay. Um, so this is what I had to say. Um, setting boundaries around the holidays, I know that it can get chaotic and there could be a lot of things going on and a lot of family things. So this is what I said that we only say yes to like one event a day. I mean, I think we kind of do this throughout Mm -hmm. our life. Like we kind of have this rule we set that we try not to set. There may be an occasion where we have two two, events. But usually it's one. Yeah. So that way, because I think our bandwidth can only take so much. Yeah. And when we only have one event, it's like we can truly be there, be present, enjoy it, Mm -hmm. not feel pressured to, you know, especially now having Lucille, it's like making sure that she's in, you know, getting a nap before we go somewhere or, you know. um, Well, I'll give two examples of this. You know, we're, we just had Thanksgiving and, you know, we've decided that we want to host Thanksgiving because, you know, we can bring, you know, there's a lot of family coming together now. You know, we're the the ones, you know, you and your sister, um, you know, we have, you know, kids now and there's a lot of family involved. And so, you know, we're kind of like that central hub to kind of bring everybody together. Yeah. Um, and really, it's it's not a big deal for us to, to host. I mean, everybody pitches in, everybody brings a dish. Um, so it's just very easy for us to do that. Now with Christmas coming up, you know, we have a couple different things that we, or a couple events that we have to do. Like we're going to host a Christmas Eve party, like open house Mm -hmm. at our place, um, which is always fun. 
Um, but Christmas Day, we are going to go to two different spots. But, you know, we've got a plan for that as well. So we're going to go to your cousin's place. Usually that's in the late morning, early afternoon. And they're on the eastern shore of Maryland, just over the Bay Bridge. And then my parents, who are in Delaware, which is a little bit further down Route 50, um, you know, we'll have something in the evening at their house. But, you know, I'm off the next day. You're off the next day. So instead of us, you know, going both places and then coming home, we're going to make it a nice long night and, you know, spend the night at my parents' house just so that, A, Lucille's going to have a long day and she's going to need to, to crash somewhere. And, you know, instead of her napping in the car and then waking her when we get home and putting her in the crib and all that crazy stuff, we're going to be exhausted at the end of the day. Yeah. We'll stay out there and, you know, have a nice breakfast the next day and, you know, just kind of take our time with it. So it's just that's kind of the boundaries we've set for these two holidays. I think the word to describe how we do holidays now is just slow. Like we really take our time. Whereas before, I think we were like, we got to go here. We got to go here. Yeah. We want to make sure we see everyone. And now it's like we're OK spreading a holiday out yeah. over a couple days or even a week. It's not yeah. like we have to do everything in one day. And we've kind of changed our mindset about that and we're a lot happier because of it because we're not trying to rush and yeah. do everything in one day because really the point of a holiday is to just be present with your family and just and you that's know, the be biggest with thing them. is we, we want to spend do. quality time with yeah. them and not feel rushed and saying okay we're jumping from one event to the next like this is a time for us to be you know with our family and friends and and actually have that quality time so we're going to make sure that we get that and i think when we do our holidays i think everything is very intentional and it all aligns with our values, which makes us even happier. Like we value family, we value experience, we value, you know, just our health. So it's like mm -hmm. whatever we're doing during that holiday, it's like we're still making sure to do all those things that are important to us. Yeah. Even if it, you know, it is just strolling outside for a little bit, you know, I need to get outside yeah. every day. So it's like, you just, you just do what makes you happy. And, and it's you know. kind of a simple thing, but you know, it's just, you got to, you got to be uh, ruthless about doing yeah. what, you know, is going to make you feel best. Yeah. And again, you know, with holidays, I think that's where communication is also, you know, very key. And, you know, Jill and I have, have had a tradition where, you know, we don't buy each other any gifts. We, we either save money for an experience or, you know, we buy an experience for each other or, or just kind of talk about it. And we've kind of, you know, done that with our family as well. And, you know, we're like, you know, this is kind of what we're, we have in mind. And it's been really great. Like, we've had season tickets to the Orioles. Um, we do a, a Caps game with my brother every year. Like, there's a lot of traditions that we've set just because we've decided to do things a little bit differently. And it's been, it's been fun. Like, you know, it's really cool because not only are we having the experience at that holiday at, at Christmas, but then we have another experience with our family that we're setting up it's you really know, cool, as a yeah. result of that. So it's just, you know, it's a great dynamic and everyone's really bought into it. And, it, you know, I think it makes Christmas, you know, a lot of fun and it gives, it always gives us something to look forward to. And another time we get to hang out with our family. I agree. The next question we have is decorations with the holiday. Ooh. So what decorations? <laughs> again, Kidding. I do not, I am not very enthusiastic about having all of the things and decorating everything. Like to me, it's not enjoyable. And I know to some people it like sets their heart on fire. Yeah, like I mean, being people able are to, ready do to all go out there and yes. do that stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's not for me. I think the simple, the better, because 
it's less maintaining, it's less cleaning, and then it's less putting away. I probably sound like a, a Scrooge, but it really is just less is more to me. So, and I try to be creative with what we do use for decorations. So, for example, we get Christmas cards from friends and family mm-hmm. every year, and yeah. we use that as a decoration. We clip we them on this little string with like the little binder clips, and we kind of hangs from our candle. We have two sconces, sconces yeah. yeah, and it's like right over the piano, and yeah. so it's really cool. Um, we do that. We go every year and we cut down a tree. Yeah. Um, so we have a tree decorated for like decorations in the house. Like we have a wreath that goes on the front door, and we do candles in the windows. But like, you know, we're not doing the lights and the blow up Santas that look like they're hung over the next morning when they're all <laughs> deflated sitting in the lawn. I just, I was passing one this morning. That was the first thing I said. I was like, that Santa had a rough night last oh, night. Oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, you know, we, we keep it really simple. And again, you know, we, we value our time. And, and, you know, there's there's some small things you can do to make your house look festive for, yeah. for um, we do put the different holidays. White lights yeah. around the house. Like we have little strands of white lights that we may put on the shelves in our butler's pantry or all around the staircase. Yeah. Yeah. We do a little garland yeah. up the staircase. You know, it's nothing, you know, extravagant, but it, it really, it takes us maybe two hours to set up and then two hours to take apart and then which, we're done which uh, that's all the time i really want to put into it and i'm really excited about when lucille i mean she probably could do now but like just using whatever she makes mm-hmm. like crafts as decorations too instead of you know going out and buying all these things it's like i get to use what my daughter creates and put it on the tree or you know hang it on the fridge yeah. so i'm excited for lucille to kind of add to the decorations that we're gonna yeah. have and and I love uh, my folks got Lucille this little um, felt Christmas tree that has these different like kind of ornaments, like felt ornaments that she can stick on there and play with. And she's been getting a lot of great use out of that. So it's been really kind of cool. Just it's hung up in kind of her corner where her toys are. And, you know, she's getting over there and she's taking them off and putting them back on. So it's, you know, developing fine motor skills. True. Top. <laughs> All right. Um, our last question we last had. Last question. It may be more heavily on me answering because it's about teaching. I still, I'll, I'll chime in. Okay. When appropriate. And for those who, who don't know, let I am. Let me read the question. I'm going to read the question. Let me read the question. I'm going to read the question. All right. <laughs> Here we go. How do you bring minimalism into the classroom? Jilly. All right. So since we started our simplifying journey... I really didn't see kind of what the teacher, who the teacher I was until we started questioning everything in our life. And Mm -hmm. then I started looking at my job and saying, wow, I need to really start questioning what I'm doing as a teacher. I've been questioning how I'm living and what the parent I want to be and the person I want to be, but I really need to look at pretty much what I do mostly how many hours during the week? Like, most of the hours during the week I am in the classroom. Yeah. And it's crazy how that was the last thing I looked at. But I just kind of just started qu- questioning my role as a teacher because I think minimalism is just really about finding a life that's meaningful. And I really wanted my classroom to be meaningful. I didn't want to just be doing the things to do it. I wanted to make sure that everything had a purpose. So the questions I started asking myself as a teacher was, are how can I make my teaching career meaningful to both myself and my students so that we're both fulfilled? Am I being intentional with my time at school? 
Am I being intentional with building relationships with my students? Am I aligning all of my lessons to the actual real world? Am I teaching the skills and content truly needed to help children thrive in the real world? And am I being my truest, authentic self when I am with my students? Or am I just being that fake teacher? Right. Am I just being me? So all of these questions really I had to reflect on and it really pivoted everything about my teaching. Everything. And I, I Nick has been the greatest support system because I feel like I come home and I just talk to him about everything that I'm learning and and realizing this way of teaching, it's so different than what I was doing before. I think before I was more like a robot going through the motions, like I saw a curriculum and I taught that lesson, I just did the things just because that's what I was told to do. And now I'm like, why am I teaching this? Like, really, is it benefiting my kids? So I'm just, <laughs> again, I'm grateful for you for letting me just talk about all the things that I'm learning as this experience. And I find that since I found the answers to all these questions as I'm teaching, it's like I can't go back to the way I was teaching before. Just You've been mindlessly. Red as a teacher. I've been red pilled. <laughs> you can't go back. Once I can't you're red go back. And um, that's the truth. I think what sum this up, what will sum this up the best is that this is going to be a resource. I know I'm doing things a little bit out of order, but I, I did I write. I like a, mixing shit up, Jilly. <laughs> I wrote a blog post that really spoke to everything about what I've learned and I just wanted to read a blurb of it and then we can put the link in the show notes but I no, wrote we won't do that <laughs> no, we won't <laughs> but I'll just read a quick little blurb the, sounds the good the title of this blog post was simple happy teaching this was part two of a, another blog post isn't that, that I wrote. also your other Instagram handle it is at simple happy teaching simple happy classroom classroom alright Yes. So if you want to follow a teacher, teacher life of me, teacher Jill, teacher Jill, you can follow that on Instagram and I can put that in the show notes too. No, we won't do um, that. <laughs> so I'll just read a quick little bit of it just so everyone gets the gist of how it's affecting me. Go for it. Cool. Cool. As a teacher, I was and still currently am given all the things Every new school year, I am given all the teaching resources I would ever need to help a student be quote-unquote successful, or at least that's what I thought. All of the curriculum documents, Google Sites, workbooks, professional development meetings, and mandatory assessments were showing me a path. This path was ultimately telling me what to teach, the specific content students should know, the mandatory assessments students should be scoring well on, and then all the activities, lessons, and tasks that should help me to accomplish this. This is the path I was shown that quote-unquote good teachers should follow in public education. This is the path I thought all quote-unquote successful teachers followed. But I realized this was not everything. And if you are given everything, where is the space for creativity and individuality? Where is the space in public education for student-led creativity, in-depth conversations on issues that are important to students, social and emotional skills, exploration of students' personal interests and curiosities, problem-solving strategies, health and wellness education, and just the overall freedom to just have fun? I mean, isn't that what life is all about? I realized that I had been bombarded with so many resources, curriculums, and assessments that I had forgotten why I became a teacher in the first place. 
but I realized I was only distracted. I was distracted about what is truly important. Life is not about teaching content that we are told is important. It's about making student it's not about making students behave. And it sure isn't necessary for students to take hours of assessments year after year just because that's what they are told to do. Life is about sharing our unique gifts with the world. It's about choosing the path that aligns to our individual interests, wants, needs, and desires, and helping others along the way. This is what I wanted to help students find. I'm I'm very proud of you, Jill. <laughs> I, I mean, that's all I can say. I mean, you know, you've you've seen what's going on in the classroom and you've realized that, you know, we're, we're taking away the creativity, the individualism of kids and, and, you know, it's wrong. Like, you know, they need to be creative. They need to feel, um, that they have the power to make decisions for themselves and they need to be armed with, you know, just the everyday things in order to survive in life because you can't trust that that's going to be taught at home either. So, you know, it's, 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 you know, what you're doing in the classroom is just amazing. And the kids are lucky to have you as a teacher. And, and I think, you know, they're going to look back one day and, and, you know, realize that you had such a big impact on their lives. So, you know, keep doing what you're doing and, and really, you know, keep growing because, you know, you did get in this profession for a reason. And that was to, you know, help foster the growth of the youth of our of your county, of our state, <laughs> of, of this country. And, you know, they deserve it. I appreciate it, babe. Yeah. So keep it up. I will do. Hopefully one little teacher can make a difference. And I'm just going to keep spreading the awareness of the amazingness, the benefits that I'm seeing in the way I'm teaching. And yeah. hopefully we can start some kind of crazy, amazing trend to just change the way we're teaching. It's kids. a revolution, baby. It's a revolution. You gotta have bitches. to have a revolution. <laughs> yes. All right. Good stuff. Yeah. I like these questions. Oh, we got one more in. Nick, <laughs> what makes you such a good husband? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, all right. How about, do we have a quote of the day, Jilly? We do. All right. Let's get into that. The quote of the day is from me. <laughs> oh, damn it. This is what happens when I make the quote of the day. Oh, man. You self-serving. <laughs> Go I'm for cough. it. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. My quote of the day is by Jillian Kaselniak. <laughs> so self-serving. It's <laughs> damn it, Nick. Sorry. Uh, Go good for thing it. your cocktails are so good. I can't be mean. They are you. really good. It's very difficult to have a meaningful life when we are distracted. Touche. Our take action challenge. I was just getting ready to ask you. Jilly, what's our take action <laughs> challenge today? That's such a great question, Nick. Um, filter out the distractions and start sharing your gifts with the world. I mean, that's all we need to have a fulfilling yes. life. I agree. So less scrolling, less shopping, less looking at those advertisements and just... Yeah, fuck those advertisements. Just really find... just it's find, like, find your passion. Find what you're enthusiastic about and just start sharing it. And... Damn, life just seems so much more awesome when you do. Hell yeah. I'll second that. Whoop, whoop. All right. Well, episode 50, Jilly, in the books. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening and supporting us and writing to us and letting us know 
um, you know, how you've benefited from an episode and for these amazing questions that, you know, we had an awesome job uh, and or awesome time answering today. We did. We have a lot of resources for you in the show notes. We'll, we'll try to um, put links into each one of the episodes that we, we talked about and covered. And obviously, we'll put Jill's uh, blog posts in there, self-serving. Uh, <laughs> But no, it's been an amazing year, um, you know, amazing 50 episodes, and, and we can't thank you all enough for your support. So, you know, we hope uh, you'll be with us for the next 50 episodes and, and beyond. Um, but have a great week, and we will talk to you again next week. See you later, guys. We want to thank everybody for listening today. Please be sure to subscribe and sign up to receive notifications so you know when the next episode is live. If you like today's episode and know someone who could benefit from the topic we covered, please share it with them. And if you have any suggestions for us and want to chime in on today's topic, you can email us at simplifiedchaospodcast at gmail.com, and that's chaos with a K, or send us a comment on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you next